week we're we're spoiling the usual suspects a film uh directed by brian singer in 1995 uh it's got a young stephen baldwin mm. gabriel mm. gabriel Byrne, something benicio yep. Toro, <laughs> kevin pollock kevin spacey lots of other people that you probably haven't heard of sean carlo esposito oh yeah you said it was gus Fring. Gus Fring from, from Breaking Bad, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. The uh, summary of Usual Suspects is, following a truck hijack in New York, five con men are arrested and brought together for questioning. As none of them are guilty, they plan a revenge operation against the police. The operation goes well, but then the influence of a legendary mastermind criminal called Kaiser Soze is felt. Kaiser Soze! <laughs> Kaiser Soze. It was Bruce Willis the whole time. <laughs> It becomes clear that each one of them has wronged Soze at some point and must pay back now. The payback job leaves 27 med- men dead in a boat explosion, but the real question arises now, who is actually Kaiser Soze? And that summary was written by Sumitra from imdb.com. That's a really so good thank summary. You. Nice thank job, you. Sumitra. Yeah, very well done. Uh, I guess my first question is to you guys is... How accurate is that guy's pissing at the very beginning of the movie and on command to put out that fire? That's legendary Kevin Spacey, like... (laughs) Like, I don't understand, like, that... Fire hose. I mean, I guess you can just, like, put that on the 90s, but yeah, that was extremely accurate. A little too accurate. Not to get too too inside, but... Out of all the friends I have, only a couple of them have superpowers, and one of them is Vince <laughs> the intern, and he can start and stop his piss on demand, and it's fucking legendary. On demand. It's, it's true. Um, <laughs> if think... I can demonstrate this somehow, some way, I will, but uh, it's it's a God-given talent. We you have... think if the boat was about to explode, you could extinguish that flame before you blow up? Not a chance. I, I can't, I can't, like, you couldn't tell me to go and I'd start peeing? But let's say I would have to pee. I could stop and like walk away from the situation, and then, <laughs> and, and then like three minutes later, you'd be like pee, and I'd be like, bam, I'd be able to go. It's it's a weird thing. Well, I guess uh, that was kind of like. Let's definitely cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was about me explaining how I can pee in weird places. That's uh, <laughs> I guess that was one of the uh, first kind of clues as to who Kaiser Soze was because I wasn't really paying attention to it, but I guess he says at some point. That his pee when he gets dehydrated is clumpy, or something nasty like that. And I guess, oh. yeah, I guess the guy that peed on the on the flame at the beginning was the pee was clumpy or something. That was in the <laughs> IMDb trivia, and I guess that was like a. a so it was like a fire extinguisher. They're just sense. kidney stones just pouring out. Gross, 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 <laughs> gross. It's taking a weird turn. Uh, I know it's been a while since you guys first originally saw it, but did you guys have any idea who it might have been after your first viewing? We should probably all introduce ourselves as well. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Well, this is uh, Pappy from Minneapolis, and I really don't remember the first time I saw this movie. Uh, One of the guests that we've had on our pod whose episode got cut due to technical difficulties, Jordan Long, he had this DVD, and I would watch it as a... At his house all the time. And I remember the first time being surprised that Kevin Spacey was uh, Kaiser Sose, but I was also like 14 years old. And looking back now, there, there's some clues, but, but to me, there's really no breadcrumbs that would lead you to believe that until the final scene. Not to get out of the final, case. final scene. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Well, since I kind of jumped in there, I'll go. This is uh, Vince Sose out here in Denver, the intern. Um, kind of going off what Pappy just said, that's the first time I saw it as well, like kind of 14-ish area. And I, I've probably watched it once a year since. I, I really do love the movie, but I did not think uh, it was Spacey the first time I saw it. I was actually shocked. Um, and it was one of those like, whoa, that was so cool. He tricked me the last hour and 30 minutes. Uh, but... <clears throat> Watching it specifically, I watched it a couple days ago, just specifically for this pod, and um, 
like Pappy said, there's no real evidence. I mean, there probably is, but I, I kind of not fully watched just for that, but I was more aware and kind of watching for clues and you don't really see any, um, other than like, Oh, you know, it's, it's Kevin Spacey, but, um, yeah, I was surprised the first time I saw it. That's for sure. Mikey, why don't you say, cause this is the first time you've seen it, which was surprising to me. I think surprising to all of us. Um, were you surprised when you, when you found out it was Spacey? Uh, I mean, I went, I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. Luckily I had avoided all of the spoilers, uh, leading up to me watching it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Kevin Spacey is always like the tricky bastard in every one of his movies or TV shows. Oh yeah. So So then a group text. Yeah. So, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't completely taken back by him being there, but, uh, to actually pinpoint him as uh, the main the main guy, so it, it was a good twist. I liked it. Uh, this is uh, Stevie here in Mishawaka. Um, just want to tell my mom I'm gonna try to stop swearing so much on this podcast. I got a rather uh, fucking a man. Got a rather <laughs> angry phone call from her today asking why are you cussing stop. so much. <laughs> and so uh, I'll try right. to. You're going to get called out worse for that impression, I think. uh, That's the voice of an angel. How dare you? Yeah, that was bad. I know. I love my mother. Uh, We're very close, but uh, I'll try to curb it. And if I can't, we'll bleep it out through editing. But um, first time I saw it, we actually was with Pappy and Jordan Long. And uh, I was uh, shocked when I first uh, saw it It was Kevin Spacey. Uh, That was like... I think uh, the this time I this week I just watched it. It was probably the third time I ever watched it. Um, that's why I kind of find the end gimmicky, because there are no breadcrumbs at all throughout the story to make you believe. Like to even just like fun little hints to where it could be spacey, and you kind of find that a lot of the story doesn't even matter. But um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say the shock was as great watching it the third time. Yeah, I think. Uh... Most other movies that have like a twist at the end, they usually leave a little something for someone to go back and rewatch it again and see that there's clues there. But this one, I mean, it really left nothing other than, I guess, the peeing scene. But I mean, that just looked like dude, it would be money. To me. Tell me, tell me the pee scene again. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about my superpower, and you've mentioned it several times. But I don't necessarily remember it. <laughs> I guess, parts, uh, you said they referenced I mean, back that it was like clumpy, like almost like a fire extinguisher. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't tell from watching the movie. I mean, it just looked like a guy was peeing. In the movie, he says that he when he gets dehydrated, his pee gets clumpy, and so it's that the first thing ever. How yeah, did I miss that? Like, so frothy the is understandable. Yeah. Clumpy's just weird. So yeah, he's talking clumpy. to Agent Coolion, right? He's like, "Can you give me a cup of coffee if I get yeah. dehydrated?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that so part. okay. I guess that scene where the fire is extinguished by pee—it's—it's it's supposed to be clumpy or something, but it just looked like regular pee to me. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that was supposed to be—I guess that was supposed to be the very first clue as to who it was. Hmm. But pretty, uh, pretty bad clue to me. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Like a fun clue. That was like just the boring checks mix of clues. Okay, yeah. we're all four intelligent men. Well, semi-intelligent men. Well, maybe not even men, but anyways. Yeah, quote-unquote men. <laughs> we're very uh, yeah. Um, let's try to think of some clues. I mean, what I, I actively looked for it, and obviously, you know, the entire time when Spacey's in uh, the detective's office with the the billboard or not billboard, excuse me, the uh, blackboard behind him with all like the pin board, excuse me, push board. Um, like maybe since you've seen it before, you could infer yeah, and see you- the things on it, but were there any other clues that really would have given it away? And one scene I could think of um, that might be a clue would be when they're like standing around and I think it was like either a table or like a billiards table and it was kind of red room in a setting. And that's when they first meet Kaiser Sose's associate that threw him out each um, a big thick envelope with all their criminal history in it. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? Kobe, yeah, Kobayashi. Co- well, was Kobayashi then the driver at the end? Like that's yeah. Kobayashi. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Kobayashi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, which brings up a point of Kobayashi was on the bottom of the detective's mug, and the detective didn't see that the whole time, and he dropped the mug at the end, and it broke. So I don't think he'll ever be able to go back and pick up what Kobayashi is. And I think Kobayashi is one of those string of, of, of 
um, almost like a false a false clue that Spacey left the detectives because they'll be thinking of oh Kobayashi and associate this whole time they'll never be able to find that because of the mugs shattered and broke anyways I just went super tangent on that um, but going back to the red room or the room where they all get their uh, dossier almost of like their life's criminal activity um, I don't remember and correct me if I'm wrong Spacey getting a thick envelope I don't even remember him getting an envelope, but if he, he did, did. I, he did. I don't remember him getting a thick one, and like everyone's else was pretty dang thick. He he was small time compared to them. Yeah, so everyone else is like like uh, jacking a plane or jacking a truck, and like his was like a misdemeanor fraud. Um, but the only other clue that I well, well, I was even going off. Yeah, sorry, Pappy. We'll get to your clue in just a second. But like with that same clue, I was thinking, why is this one man then? combined with four of the most like crazy criminals um wait they're in new york yeah uh at the beginning at the beginning beginning. wherever this room whatever wherever (laughs) some of the most like notorious united states criminals are why are they in the room with a petty like fraud guy so to me i thought like that whole thing was kind of a clue where they should have been like this cripple that's only made sixty grand off of off Soze uh, in a fraud scheme. You know, there's one small fish with four big fish. If that, that makes that sense. That was a that was another thing. Was you see the other four guys get arrested and taken into the jail into jail, but you never see uh, verbal Kent slash Kaiser Soze ever arrested. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, and, and just he, the- he's just there. Yeah, and but, like, what was your um, clue or whatever? So I guess like a, a couple of things. Like, like the first thing is that like Kevin Spacey is the main character of the movie. So and built, like fourth. <laughs> yeah, watching well, well so okay. this is like his first big movie. But watching this now, he's the main guy. So you kind of suspect him to be a, a huge part of the plot. But I guess going he's back, narrating too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, exactly. But that's the whole thing. So he's narrating. So like if there are holes in the plot, it kind of makes you wonder what of this narration was real and what wasn't because like- – That's what I love about this film and that's why I watch it once a year I think is because the obscurity is there. I mean he is a mastermind in a sense of what he's portraying but the story is told by him. So how much could he be leaving out? How much could he be uh, fabricating? What's real? What's not? And if you could even think of like that room where they're like the red room that I was just talking about, that could be a fake story that he was telling the detective. You really don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, Brian Singer, who directed this film, it was one of his first uh, directorial debuts, and hmm. he really wanted it to be like the the scenes in New York were sort of like a home base sort of feel, mm-hmm. almost like a. And he, he used it in his uh, the making of the Usual Suspects. He called home base the kansas of the film and then like when they go out to la it's like the oz of this film Mm -hmm. it's like she just goes crazy um but but to that point i think that there are some breadcrumbs that you can put together but then the whole narrative is suspect because this is kaiser sose telling the story and i've seen this movie literally hundreds of times so it's it's tough for me to separate like what you should pick up on and what i picked up on at this point but wait, hundred, like, wait, wait, wait. Hundreds of times, Pappy? Hundreds? Literally thousands of times. <laughs> <laughs> Literally 12 million bajillion quadrillion times. To the Just point where I was like filling in the lines like as they were being said. <laughs> like I knew what was going to come. But for someone like Stevie, like, do, are there breadcrumbs that like the casual viewer would pick up on? Or do you think it's kind of a twist for twist's sake? The only one... I really picked up on was when they first meet Kobayashi in that room and Vince was talking about Kobayashi is the only one to call Verbal Kent by his full name. All the others just get last names, but Verbal gets his full name. Interesting. Uh, but I mean, there's, like I said, the story doesn't really matter. The only thing that really matters is just kind of like this kind of plot around, okay, there's 27 people dead on a boat. Four of these guys are huge criminals. What happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, the plot doesn't really even matter, you know. As, as Freddie Mercury once said, "Nothing really matters." <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's the greatest... not, a, not a lot of breadcrumbs, though. 
Yeah. Well, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he did not exist. That's like the most famous quote of the movie. Um, but so just going back to like Kaiser Sose or verbal was telling this entire story and, and what's real and what's not. Was he even cripple ever? Or was he just crippled for like two scenes where they're in the police lineup? Because that part's definitely real. I think just because he's then with a detective. So like to me, like the parts where they're in front of police are for sure real just because that kind of assumes both parties, the criminal and justice side. Um, but so that part, he was a cripple and then like a cripple in the um, detective's office. Well, just to build off that, so, like, how, how like, great is that lineup scene? Give me the keys, you fucking Oh, my God. Give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. So got sick. some trivia about that scene. Uh, it was supposed to be a serious scene, but after a full day of filming, the actors couldn't keep a straight face, apparently because Benicio Del Toro kept ripping ass for like 12 <laughs> takes in a row. <laughs> Classic. That's awesome. Dude, Del Toro's... Del Toro's voice and like, oh, he was great in this movie. I love him every time I see this movie. I just love the lineup where, I mean, yeah, the guy's there. And they're like, in English. He's like, what the fuck? Give me the guy, the guy's It's so good. He's so good in it. I, I, I freaking love that. But that's funny that he was ripping, ripping farts the whole time. Del Toro is a real hero of this movie because Hello? when he, when he got the script, he his character had basically no plot. And so he invented this whole mumble. He invented all of that himself, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Nice. He's a good actor. Yeah. We'll have to do Snatch sometime, too. And they all have that accent in Snatch, but that's a... What is that? A Scottish accent? What kind of accent do they have in Snatch? Uh, well, it depends on, on what accent you're... I mean, there's about 12 different ac- dialects in that movie. <laughs> Depends on which ones you which one you're uh, searching for there. <laughs> Name all twelve. No, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, you got Pikey, you got Cockney, you got Scottish. You, I mean, you got your I was standard thinking English. Co- you got your standards. You have uh, you have your Yiddish. I mean, there's a, you, there's a whole spectrum. Stevie is an expert on snatch for our listeners at home. <laughs> Stevie oh. dives into the snatch. He knows snatch. He's been in and around snatch. He's watched a lot of snatch. Okay, besides the punny jokes, which are very, <laughs> very juvenile at this point. Hooray, boys. We're back yeah, in seventh really grade. Was, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. We're back yeah. in seventh grade here. But no, I've seen Snatch, uh, I'd say, just about as many times as any movie I've ever seen. So that's a good movie. That out there. We should talk about that sometime. So everything, so everything related to Snatch aside, one of the fun facts I read <laughs> was that... Uh, Stephen Baldwin and um, fuck, who played uh, McManus? Stephen Baldwin's what? Stephen Baldwin was McManus. He was McManus. Yeah. So yeah. who was uh, the explosive? The short. Oh, Harry, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock, my yeah. dude. They hate each other, and they hate each no other way. from this movie. Why? Why? Uh, so Apparently they still hate each other. Yeah, th- th- there really wasn't a lot of context around this, but apparently, like. Stephen Baldwin would stay in character and pick on Kevin Pollock, and Kevin Pollock is like just this little firecracker. It's like, no, fuck you, dude. <laughs> so, uh, so how, how embarrassing is it to be picked on like by Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, yeah, like... Wait, let's bring this up. Where did he come from and where did he go? Because this is the only good movie he's in, correct? And, like, he's how did he get Rock this... Vegas, man, with Barney Flintstone. That's that's I'm on his IMDb page and the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas coming out in 2000 Barney Rubble that's like his fourth best movie it looks he like He never left man he never left <laughs> So this is what he got famous for basically Usual Suspects that's like all he's ever been in Well you got to remember he's also brothers with one of the, like the coolest dudes like coolest actors in the world Like Wait. Alec, Alec Baldwin was still a, a, a decent deal at that point in the mid 90s too he still is now. I think Alec Baldwin's more of a big deal since he's been in The Departed as well as 30 Rock yeah. than anything ever before. I mean, he was he was in uh, Beetlejuice. I don't. That's one of my favorite movies. We should spoil that sometime. I might pick that if I win trivia um, with uh, um, 
um, Keaton, Michael Keaton and uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's been a big deal for a while. Yeah, he was also in a movie like in the 80s where uh, he falls in love with Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan switches bodies with an old man. It's a very strange movie. What's it called? I couldn't tell you. I watched it with the in-laws one time and it was just an odd, odd movie. That'd be one to spoil. <laughs> we got to find the name and talk about it. But I've... I've personally known Alec Baldwin because of A, The Departed, uh, which is a fantastic movie. Um, and Fuck then, off the Patriot Act. <laughs> and then B, 30 Rock. What about Pearl like, Harbor? That's, he was in Pearl Harbor? Yeah, he was. Well, he was also in uh, uh, Glenn, Glenn Gary Ross. Uh, when he's, <laughs> he's that famous quote that uh, Brass Balls always be closing. That's a fantastic. Oh, I love that scene. That's a good scene. It's a really, really good scene. Well, to bring it back to the usual suspects. Yeah, let's talk about these. I think one of the the strongest parts of this movie is that ensemble (laughs) cast. And it kind of has that uh, Reservoir Dogs feel. Yep. We were throwing together these like four, or in this case. Imagine if Tarantino did this, he got this script. It would be, like no offense to Brian Singer, but... My God, it would be so much better if Tarantino had this script. Stevie, how do you feel about Brian Singer? Because I am not a fan at all. Well, it, it tells you how big of a fan I am. What's his other work? <laughs> uh, let's see. We got Help House Producer, here. X-Men, X-Men 2. Oh, House, like the TV show? Yeah. X-Men House. Oh, so House. this is the guy who like got in trouble. Okay, this is the guy who just recently got in trouble for, I think, like a sex scandal. Um... Not a big fan of Brian Singer. Doesn't put a whole lot of detail into his movies at all. It's just kind of, I mean, the best way to put it is they're kind of like like boring. Um, what I mean that is they're not very vibrant movies. This was standing there, right? Because I think this is brilliant. And this, is, this is a brilliant movie, but it's also kind of this movie had a, a six million dollar. This movie had a six million dollar budget. Yeah. Wow. And it was also cool seeing, uh, you said ensemble cast, uh, I think the guy's name is Peter Green, the guy who played Zed in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. He was also in this movie as like mm-hmm. one of the guys who uh, told him about diamonds, like on the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his name is Peter Green. He's also in The Mask. Yeah, I mean, this will probably go, I mean, this is, movie is a classic, but this is probably Brian Singer's best movie by like a long, long shot, I imagine. I don't think that's any debate. <laughs> I think all four of us would agree with that. Yeah. And maybe most of the world. Peter Green was uh, Redfoot, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's him. I like that dude. Well, he's a good I like character him in actor. He's dick. He's a, mm-hmm. he, th- he throws that cigarette butt in uh, Baldwin's face. That was a, that was pretty crazy. Which wasn't which wasn't scripted. He, uh, really? he was supposed to flick it at his like shoes or his crotch area, hit him in the face, and that was an authentic reaction to. Dude, <laughs> yeah, that was a fant because it looks authentic, and I think that really was a good idea to keep that in the final cut. Do you think we can get Stephen Baldwin on the podcast? I don't think he's very busy at the current <laughs> moment. Not on Sundays, dude. He's in church. He's <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely in church. Devout. Yeah. Wait, is that a thing or are you guys just kind of cracking just... <laughs> I don't believe in God. Uh, what was the quote? I don't believe in God, but I do believe in Kaiser Sose. God doesn't scare me, but Kaiser Sose does or something like that. I totally oh, fucked that yeah, up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you mess it. You, well, you might. I think you did all right. But... It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah. good delivery. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. That was good. That was good. Sorry, I'm just orca fat over here. Oh, here. I, I just got it right here. So uh, it's Dave Who's time. Wait, no. That uh, Verbal says this. So he says, do you believe in him, Verbal? Verbal says, Keaton always – or yeah, he said, Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God, and the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Sose. And that's Verbal talking. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, this is one of Kevin Spacey's – best performances i mean he he plays the part of a person with cerebral palsy very well um like he even filed on his shoes and everything like he's very convincing as a as a person with a disability and the shot of him transforming that little uh club foot that he has you guys know what i'm talking about yeah where all of a sudden, like he's dragging that foot, dragging that foot, all of a sudden, it goes straight. That was a brilliant. That was great. That, that was, was a so brilliant great. shot. And one of like, this movie doesn't have great cinematography, but that's one of the redeeming moments to me. Well, yeah, I think that's more like editing, probably. Could be acting. I but it could have been like an editing, just like I don't know. That it was cool though. It was cool. Do you think it was Spacey doing that? Because there's a chance it wasn't. 
Mm, I don't know. Chance I mean, it probably yeah. was just because, I mean. The budget. The budget. <laughs> You're not going to yeah. <laughs> Kevin seems to be really into his work, so I imagine he took that to task. It's funny, though. The uh, budget I'm looking at is in pounds. The Brexit. <laughs> it's six million pounds was their budget, not American dollars. So that's like, so like five bucks today. <laughs> well, okay, so this, this, is this a British film? Like, is uh, what's-his-face, the director British? Why is it in pounds? It could just be the shitty source I have. Oh, no, this is IMDb. Sorry, IMDb. I have- Dollars. I had six million dollars as the budget, yeah. Oh shit. You're right. Never mind. I was on I was on Snatch's page, which is six uh, million pounds. About, ironically uh, enough. Some of the uh, I wanted to talk about some of the potential casting that could have taken place. Apparently uh Pacino could have been in this movie as Kujan, the uh the customs officer. He said this is the one movie he said this is the one movie in his career that he really regrets not not taking part in. Oh, my God. P- Pacino there, I mean, could have made this movie from an 8 or 9 to, like, a 10. Maybe. I don't know. Mid-90s Pacino, I know he won an Oscar for Son of a Woman, but I still think Chaz Palminteri would have done the better job. Well, Wait, funny is, that, is that who does it now? Yeah, it's, his name's uh, Chaz Palminteri. He was also in um, A Bronx Tale, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Scorsese. Right? Something like that. Actually, I think no, De Niro directed that. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. Yeah. No, yeah. De Niro directed a Bronx Tale. Anyway, Pap, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the, the funny thing is that like, the casting just seemed to fall into place so perfectly. Like Kevin Spacey is the least famous person going into this movie, and coming out of it now, he's definitely the most famous. Gabriel Bryan didn't even want to do this movie. He said no, I think multiple times, and then had the stipulation of if we can shoot it in like twenty-five weeks and only do it in L.A. Little did he know it only had a six million dollar budget, so like that was already decided. But dude, he, in my opinion, he kind of uh, Gabriel Bryan kind of phones it in. Did any of you guys I, think that he could have been Sose? Like, did that ever cross yeah. your mind? Yeah, kind of, because that's how they set it up. I mean, he's like a like legit businessman, is what they kept saying, and so it kind of alludes to like he could be a mastermind and someone that's kind of more talented. Than just an average criminal. Money. This was your uh, usual suspect's virginity. Who do, did you think he could have been? So, so say, yeah, Brian, Keaton. Yeah, money. Yeah, Keaton. Yeah, yeah Keaton. Uh, yeah, I think he could have been. I mean, it, in that first scene, it looks like it's him in the big coat and hat. It looks like that's him walking, but can't really tell, I guess. But uh, he's he's always the first suspect because he's like a dirty cop, apparently. A crooked cop who is now into real estate. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, he would have been my first guest had I not known anything about this movie. Uh, I guess the role of Kujan was also offered to De Niro and Christopher Walken. So there's really like three three really good actors that could have been Kujan other than Palminteri. Yep. Yeah, Palminteri. Don't get me wrong, though. I think Chaz Palminteri did a fantastic job. He's good, my but... Favorite actors. Yeah. And, and, like, we all love Pacino probably, you know, because, like, Scarface and whatnot. Um, Sunday, Godfather. Uh, and he's and Pacino's, you know, a legend. He'll go down one of the greatest actors of all time, at least American cinema. Um, but De Niro as well. And then uh, um, who, who's the other person you said? Sorry. Uh, Walken. 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 That could have been – that could have went either way. And I love Christopher Walken, but – I don't see him as like a drive-down detective, but honestly, maybe he could play it. Who knows? Honestly, all four of those guys would have played it well. And I think Chaz did a great job. Probably, what do you guys think, Pappy and um, Stevie? Well, I guess, yeah. To me, I think Chaz Palminteri is the best performance of this movie. Even Kevin Spacey was standing. I think that he really drives the film and that I think that his... Even his reaction at the end, as you're sort of getting these goosebumps when you realize that Kevin Spacey was the bad guy the whole time, and you're sort of like along with the ride with him, and he drops his coffee cup, and that whole scene, Chess is just running, no. and he had very limited availability. I think his whole sequence was shot in like two or three weeks. Like He had very limited time to do this, but I think he really pulled it off. 
Steve, what'd you think of of Chaz with two Z's? I think he was the most believable character. If I had to say anybody was a lead, it would have oh, been yeah. his character. I mean, he just well, he, no, he wasn't a lead, but I he know probably... what I'm saying he drove the movie. In my mind, uh, I just liked watching okay. him on screen. I, I I just think like if he had to come down with like a Pacino walk in, I think Chaz was still the best choice. We'll get to the ending in a little bit, but I kind of wish that it ended a little differently. What, what what did you guys think Benicio del Toro's accent was supposed to be? Because I for sure thought he was supposed to be Asian and like some sort of transvestite or something. His accent was definitely Asian. I don't know what he was going for, but he was going for an Oscar money. So he he himself <laughs> he did described... win one. He won he, one for this. He himself he described it as a Puerto Rican, Jewish, Mexican, gay accent. <laughs> it was his direct what, quote. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's almost spot on. I couldn't have said it any better myself. But keeping in mind, the brilliant thing of him is that he had nothing to go off of. His whole character was, his purpose was to die. And he... He's like a filler, right? Yeah, he basically riffed this whole thing out of this depth of this character. And like, I mean, it's a truly like example of an ensemble cast coming together and like being super awesome, <laughs> you know? I'm trying to find the clip. Of him in the uh, ooh, I could find it, but it's gonna it's gonna be the entire scene. Should I just play it? It's on YouTube. That's yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, play it, and we'll play yeah, it on the podcast later then too. It's a minute and five seconds. So we'll. Can you guys hear it? Yeah. You can hear it. No. Um, no. I was like, am I out of the loop? What what happened? Wait, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't? No, I can't. Um, just wait, just wait. Send it to the thread, and we'll play it, and then we'll. But then it's there. playing. But then we can just edit it in. Yeah. Okay, this is great production. All right, so I'm sending it to the thread now. <laughs> <laughs> we are cutting edge technology. <laughs> we have one person going to school for technology and one person working in technology. And this is no, two people working in technology. This is the best we got. All right, just give me a three, two, one, we'll all play this together. And oh, from the beginning, let me refresh. Sync up the play. play. Yeah. Wait, do you want me to play it? We'll all play at the same time. Let's give it three, two, one, and we'll. Wait, we're all gonna it. play it. Oh man! Actually, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Already? Uh, hold three. on. Three. Uh, uh, just, just go on without me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me behind. Podcast. Three, two, one. Come on, Steve. I, just pull it up real quick. You got. I'm you gotta... trying. All of I got a out. really weird. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Message right now, but never mind. Have we started the video yet? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm Is this up. thing on? Dead Hello. Hello. Air. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Should we all restart it and play it? I'm, I'm, you guys are... I'm ready to go. All right. Three. Two. Benicio is so tall. On go. Three, two, one, go. Pollock. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. I love how unenthusiastic they are. He, he just Step got in a fist fight before this. Well, yeah, but... Give me the fucking keys, you That's... fucking cocksucker, motherfucker! <laughs> you cocksucker, motherfucker! He's really showing off his tongue. I didn't realize Benicio was so tall. He is tall. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's laughing. This movie's really... Good. The key, you cocksucker. In English, please. <laughs> In English, please. In English. I need the fucking keys, you cocksucker. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Only one of those leisure suits he's wearing, too. Like the, the whole rap collar outside the blazer. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Mailing it in hard. It was all the cops' fault. I'm telling you, you he was the entire movie. He's the worst actor of the whole movie. Who knows I agree. Happen. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Spacey, Spacey's one of my favorite actors. I really love Kevin Spacey. He's one intimidating. We talk some house and cards sometimes too. He's intimidating as can be. I'm not gonna say as f because I told him I won't cuss anymore. But he's a very intimidating actor. We should do American Beauty sometime as well. Have you guys seen? It's considered one of the most overrated Oscar winners of all time, but I enjoy it. Completely disagree. Well, I, I, it's not my opinion. I was just saying. 
The one-liner, like sexually it. frustrated suburban father has a midlife crisis after becoming infatuated with his daughter's best friend. I think it's a really, really, really good movie. And he plays it so, 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 so well. Um, anyways, back to uh, Usual Suspects. Well, it's a great springboard for his career. And like, if this yeah. was the first Kevin Spacey movie you saw, it's not a bad one to start off with by any means. No. I was talking to a couple friends outside of, of, of us four because that's like really all the friends I have. Um, anyways, no. And they were saying like this movie's not really rewatchable. What are your Bullshit. guys' opinions on that? Because I think it's well, obviously me and Pappy say no because uh, he said he said it. He's seen it literally one trillion times, which I, I believe him. And I've seen it probably once or twice a year since you know I first saw it in my teens or or young age. Um, Mikey and Stevie, what do you guys think of the rewatchability of this movie? I don't think it's a high rewatchability rate, just for the fact that there's not a lot of like cool little knickknacks and breadcrumbs to pick up on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, as I said, I've only seen this movie is uh, this past week was the third time I ever watched it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but if it, if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, I like uh, movies with a little more breadcrumbs and stuff like Stevie's saying, but I will watch it again at some point. It's not, I mean, I've definitely watched more movies way more than I'm ever going to watch this, but I'll yeah. watch this again. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I guess I meant in the term, in the sense of like, Oh, enjoying it? You know or? how it ends. Well, like how you you know how it ends in that sense, not like that you thought it wasn't good or not. Or if, and then it's, never mind. That might be how you were answering it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of have to disagree with Stevie and Mikey. I mean, even though I was, I said there weren't a ton of breadcrumbs, I think that even. It's just one of those things like when you know what the outcome is, the second time you watch it, there's a whole new angle things. of it. And, and you're, yeah. you're seeing it through this perspective of all of this could be a lie, you know, all this could be true, but like twist on the truth. And I think that the twist at the end is kind of cheesy. But I mean, even just from like a, an alpha male testosterone filled movie, I think that the the fights, the, the 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 couple of shootout scenes. You have one in the parking garage. You have one with the New York's finest uh, taxi service. I think those are really cool. And so, to me, those parts are rewatchable. And and it, it, it's a guy testosterone movie with a kind of a cheesy twist. But but to me, I could watch this once a year and be be totally cool with it. Dude, Pappy, I'm with you. I watched it what two or three days ago. I would watch it tonight. I I really really like this movie. I think it's got a lot of rewatchability because when I rewatch it, I don't even fully know if I understand the movie, and maybe it's just that uh, it's not written that well, um, or maybe it's <laughs> that it's written so well and acted so well. Uh, so there could be a flip flip uh, of a coin on either side. But uh, every time I watch it, I kind of look for something new. You know, I, I know Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Sose, um, but. Like, things don't make sense. And then, like, the next time I watch it, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense, but that didn't make sense. And then I watch it again and be like, wait, that didn't make any sense, but this does now make sense. And that's kind of, like, my experience with watching it is I get something new out of it every time um, where, you know, whether it be who I think might have done it or, um, or who was, you know, in on the whole thing. I don't know. I, I, every time I watch it, I, I feel like I get a fresh perspective um, as well as, like – I think about it after I watch it. I think the best movies, in my opinion, make you think days after you've seen it. And this isn't like any kind of uh, uh, a thinker, but I, I definitely like reminisce. I suppose I don't know. I, I'm I'm going on and on uh, as normal, but uh, someone <laughs> save me! Someone save me! Throw me a uh, buoy or a uh, whatever. Well, it is ranked number ten on the American Film Institute's list of ten greatest films in the. Mystery genre, genre, nice. and uh, and I am mystery genre, 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 and uh, an IMD, IMDb poll. Uh, was having the best plot twist, beating out Six Sense, Crying Game, and Witness for the prosecution. So, 
People love this movie, obviously, except for Roger Ebert, who gave it one and a half stars. Really? Both Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs down. Because it's gimmicky. Wow. I just don't see the gimmick part, but... Just because the story didn't matter. It was just it was all set up for the end to be a wow. That's why it's gimmicky. Are you saying that because yeah, but like, if that the story you, doesn't also... matter... The story doesn't matter because it could all have been made up by verbal or the story doesn't matter because he could have said anything in there. You could have said just, anything in there. Just, I mean, you could have said anything in there and it just wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, I think that's why they gave it two thumbs down. I disagree with them, but I think that's why. That's like, so the do big, you think that's like the big complaint of this movie at least. So do you guys think that anything that happened with him and the four other guys actually happened at all, or was he making all of that up? That's a great question, because... I think cause he made all just, that up. He's just yeah. making it up. Well, that's what I was ranting on about for the last 37 minutes, was uh, how, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, wait, did he make that all up? Or did that happen? Or what happened? And did that happen? So, I don't know. Every time I watch it, I kind of get a different opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, the when this movie was created, it wasn't that thought through. And that to overanalyze it is kind of to not do justice to what the actual plot is. It, it's, a, it's a cheap twist at the end. It's an engaging story the whole time. But, I mean... At the end of the day, it's just supposed to be a fun ride, and that's that's what you get from this movie. It's not it's not deep. It's not a great film, but it's a really good movie. If you guys know what I mean, I agree with that. Good analysis, like that. yeah, yeah, good analysis. No, I I don't know. I mean, this movie was made over thirty five days, according to the trivia. So really? you don't really have that much time to plan everything out and get everything the way you really want it in that short amount of time span, but for that amount of time, I mean, it's pretty, pretty great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to reiterate that again, I, I don't think that, I think this movie is one of those things where, like, it's where you have this project that you turn in at the last minute and you end up getting an A on it and you're just like fucking stunned. <laughs> the fact that you have an a. Like you just it and it like, kind of works out, but I mean, it does work. But at the same time, if you really start to pick it apart, you're like, yeah, this was definitely rushed and not, mm. not as thought through as it could have been. You know what it reminds me of is like Memento or something in the sense of like every time I watch that movie, like obviously, you know, like everything's like played in reverse or whatever. But have you guys seen Memento? Many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Times. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Like. I don't know. Just if like every time I see it, it's like, whoa, that's like different and good and I like it. But like Pappy just said, I don't think it was made to be like a spellbinder. Super deep, like stumper, like <laughs> you'll never figure this out kind of thing. I don't know. <clears throat> that was a really terrible comparison. And now <laughs> no, I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I had it was in my mind. My words didn't make no sense. Did anybody think it was like really weird that that Irish guy Kobayashi had an Asian name? Like, as soon as they showed That's, what he looked was, like, I was like super confused. Like, oh, maybe this guy is something. I thought Just it was weird. He didn't try to eat a bunch of hot dogs in like five minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're Kobayashi. That's what I think. Wasn't going for the Nathan's Nathan's hot dog world record. Pap dog, bro. (laughs) Pap dog. There's nothing better than pap dog. Uh, You guys got anything else left to say about this, or anything about the ending, or anything? Uh, I really like the ending, personally. What what were you guys' thoughts? Yeah, go ahead, Steve. I think you had something about the ending to say, right? I, I mean, I think kind of the rule of thumb with movies is eventually. The your opening sequence is reverse of like the ending sequence, so I kind of would have liked to have seen Verbal Kent as Kaiser Sose standing over Agent Kuyan as he's sitting down, telling him how the rest of his life is gonna play out. Whoa, that'd be a good ending. 
Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. I guess I kind of wish it would have ended differently, but they probably had a, such a small budget, it wouldn't have really mattered. So that's the only thing I would have tweaked is maybe somewhere down the line have Kaiser pay Agent Kuyan a visit at home and grill him for you know two hours. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing I have to say about this movie is that the the role for um, Kaiser so say. Verbal or ver? What's his name? Vernal? Roger Verbal Kent. Verbal. Verbal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was made for space for Spacey, and like, he just knocks out of the park. Like, as great as this ensemble cast is, without Spacey, this movie sucks. So I think it's 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 really a testament to how a movie can really come together if you have four or five great actors, but the plot is very, very thin, and. There are some funny moments too. I don't, I don't know if we really talk about those, but like, there's lines like, "Fuck your father in the shower, then have a snack," or like other ones. You know, they're just Wait, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. at one point it, "Fuck your father in the shower, then have a snack," is one of the lines in the movie. They're in the shower. Who? Who is saying that, right? this and why? What'd you say, money? I think they're in the cell. All five of them are in the cell when. I think Benicio says that or something. Yeah, I think so. Or Stephen Baldwin says that. Steve, yeah, I don't know. Stevie B. <laughs> Wait, okay, but what was the con- what's the context? Why was he saying that? I I completely missed this. They're just kind of like shitting on each other, and I think that the dialogue oh. between the usual suspects is good. But if you look at it from a writing perspective of an overall story arc, it it does have problems. But for I sure. Mean, it's a good movie, man. Like I can't tell you this is a bad movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I feel like I might just be biased because I love it. I I'll always watch it. I I think it's good. You, you know, a criminal named Kaiser Sose. You know, a religious guy named John Paul. I mean, it's just <laughs> clever. It's <just> quick. <laughs> there are quick moments. Uh, so you guys want to give us your rating, or was that uh three yeses there? I'll just give it quick yes. Definitely yes. yes. Hard yes, yeah. I'll say yes as well. So this is a certified pasteurized movie. Solid. Although, certified pasteurized. In, the, in one of the flashbacks, though, like after it's revealed that Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze, I would have liked to have seen that flashback with him with long hair. I thought that would have been... Uh, that would have been real nice. <laughs> that would have been just enough <laughs> Pretty cheese. Nice. Just I love in there. I love the reverse alfalfa of the one long hair he has going down <laughs> between <laughs> real pattern baldness. <laughs> That's what I want to rock. <laughs> that nasty widow's peak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for the trivia, uh, didn't really think of one up until Stevie said he's not allowed to curse anymore. <laughs> yes. Good. Uh, yeah. Steve, you don't got to curse, but uh, this movie does have the F-bomb dropped quite a number of times, and we'll just go on who can get the closest to that number. Can I go first? Highest or lowest? Or I mean, excuse me, Price is Right rules are just like... Uh, Price is Right, yeah, I was real confused there for about five seconds. <laughs> I, I asked the question that made no sense. Who here is the highest? <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just the closest. We'll just go the closest. I'll say 92. Oh. Wait, of this movie right here? Yeah. 92. Um, I'll go 107. 92, 107. 108. 98. Damn it! <laughs> God damn it. No fucking Pap- coke! <laughs> Pap- uh, damn it. Papalonia wins. We're going to watch Papalonia. Uh, Pat, what are we watching next? Con Air. So, uh, we're going to watch a movie that I've seen once in college, and I was high as balls when I saw it, so I'd love to see it as Passion a of Christ? more sober adult. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called Princess Mononoke. It's uh, by oh, the director nice. of uh, like Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Yeah, that, nice. yeah it's an anime. An animation. We're going to uh, Japan, so hopefully I can redeem myself on kids' movies. <laughs> Have a We're going to all need to get some mushrooms and really dive deep into this movie. 
You know, um, sauteed mushrooms and put them on our steak. Get ready to hear a lot of names pronounced totally incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't yeah. incorrectly pronounced names already, we're going to double dip and get worse with it. So what's the, uh, what's the plot, Pap? Uh, I think it's like, I mean, dude, I don't even fucking know. I think it's like some princess and some spirits and shit. Well, we'll, we'll I'm wow. Excited. I'm excited okay. to see Is it this. Princess Mononoke? Princess Mononoke. A prince becomes involved in the struggles between a forest princess and the encroachment of mechanization. Mechanic like Avatar. <laughs> yeah, basically. I pr- mispronounced that word twice. Now this is I'm cool because like, uh, like Kubo and the Two Strings comes out next month, and this will be fun to watch before that. Very, very ooh, good pick, Pep. Ooh, you know what we didn't do? Talk about movie trailer trash. Ooh. New oh, segment, trailer trash. Trailer trash. Trailer trash. Uh, this is a working segment. Uh, we're just going to talk about a couple trailers that we've watched this week. Uh, who wants to go first? I Can we play like the Squidbillies intro um, as like the trailer trash like segment? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the trim. <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> in the world. I love it more than anything. So- like you could set something that I really like. And I like that. I like this more. Anyways, <laughs> let me derail. Alrighty. Um, I watched a trailer over the week for the movie called uh, Soul Man. I think this movie came out in 1985. It's with C. Thomas Howell, who famously played uh, Pony Boy in The Outsiders. But long story short, it's a horrendous trailer for a horrendous movie about a rich kid whose dad makes him pay, pay for his own way uh, for Harvard. And in a, in a scheme to get out of his tuition, he goes blackface to get a full scholarship. Wow. This movie would not fly today at all. It's a really bad movie. It's one of... Um, Thank God you didn't win and or pick that. I wasn't going to pick that. I was going <laughs> okay. to go a much different movie. Don't worry. But um, it's one of okay. Julia Louis-Dreyfus's first movies. Uh, one of C. Thomas Howell's last movies. Oh, man. She's... <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus is in that movie. That's yeah. yeah that's a shame. I mean, it's a movie to watch to say you've seen it, but it is not a good movie by any means. So watch the trailer though. It's a really like in a world bad trailer. Check it out. Yeah, that sounds aggressive. The most wealthy SNL alumni, as per our Oscar discussion. Wasn't she yeah. the most wealthy yeah. at birth though? No, that was that was Doc Now. Discussion. Oh, Doc Now, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. She's been wealthy her whole life. Old money, old money, Veep. Oh, but we still on. love her. She's still great. All right. Who's got a trailer? What'd you see, Vince? Um, <laughs> I think I mentioned to you guys I saw Straw Dogs, which I think is a 1971 Dustin Dustin Hoffman film. Um, but I watched it. Yeah, I watched the watched the trailer on accident. Uh, I wasn't really like trying to. And I think it's like <laughs> no, like I think I was like on the IMDb page, or like I was just kind of in like a wormhole, like looking up movies, and then. Uh, the trailer started playing on Such one of the websites. Such a movie to go to. <laughs> I know, no, I know. So I was like, you know, in a, in a deep, deep rabbit hole of, <laughs> of looking at weird movie stuff, and then uh, before I know it, that trailer's playing, and I had my headphones in, and it was like on my computer. So I was like, why not just uh, watch it? And I watched it. Um, looks kind of good, but probably not something I'd want to watch. Um, but uh, what else? I, I think there was. Uh, what are the movies coming out? Oh, we should just mention the Killing Jokes coming out. Um, the Batman Killing Joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, Alan Moore um, graphic novel. Uh, one of my favorite Batmans. Everyone loves it. Uh, Mark Hamill, uh, the original Luke Skywalker, is going to play the Joker, which is going to be very, very exciting. He played Best it. Joker. Yeah, he played it in, uh, I forget what series, but like the 90s cartoon. Mask uh, Bat- of the Phantasm. And the video games. Uh-oh. He's been Joker yeah. for a while and a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's done. He's done great Joker. So uh, we're all excited about that. But that comes out July twenty fifth um, on the uh, what is it? Fathom. Fathom events. Uh, Has everyone Fathom read that? Read that? Read oh, novel? yeah. Yeah. Read it no. at least five times. Okay. Yeah. I don't oh, like yeah. comic books because uh, you know I'm not a virgin. So because you can't because you can't read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> read. <laughs> I own it. I love it. I, but yeah, so like, I, 
Yeah, I own it too. Um, and I think Stevie owns it as well. Pappy, you should get on the train of owning great literature. Uh, but anyways, this movie is coming out in, um, what is it, 11 days. And I don't think I really watched the trailer, but I think it's worth mentioning during Trailer Trash is uh, an upcoming film that I definitely want to see. Um, Pappy or Money, what have you guys seen in trailers? Well, I'll go next. Uh, we're doing a night of killing joke special, right? For sure. Yes, yes, yep. On the 25th, which is Monday, I'm down. Yep. Hold on. The only thing is there's a 7.30 and a 10 for me. That's and this might be me. like – this might not be pod <laughs> conversation. But I don't – I think the 7.30 sold out. So if I got – if I did the 10, I'm out at midnight plus, which you guys are two hours ahead of me. So. Oh. Yeah. If you guys are down to stay up, I am definitely down for that. We should also not talk about this on air during recording. We'll figure this out. The night of the 25th, we'll, we'll release an episode. But the trailer I saw... Or the morning of the 26th. The trailer I saw was for a movie called Sausage Party. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yes. What? I want to see that. Sausage Party. So it kind of like draws you in. You think it's like a kid's movie. It looks like a Pixar movie. But it ends up being very adult. Like... The protagonist looks like it's a, a hot dog bun. Bro, it's called Sausage Party. How could it not be a doll? Keep it's, going. The hot dog bun, it's an animated movie, and the hot dog bun looks like a vagina, and the saucers look like a sausage. But basically, it kind of looks like the story of food getting bought and realizing its ultimate fate. I don't know if it's going to be a good movie or not, but the trailer looks funny. Seth Rogen so. calls it one of his like proudest achievements like of his life. He's starring in it with Kristen Wiig and Jonah Hill. Yeah, so definitely. I think, see it. I think it looks worthwhile, and the trailer is, like I said, the trailer is a very well-done trailer because at first you think it was kind of a kid's movie. I even saw people posting on Facebook saying, Oh, okay, let, let me name off this cast. I just do did it. a search. Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill, Bill Howder, Michael Sarah, James Franco, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, Paul Rudd, David Crumholtz, don't know, Nick Kroll, Edward, Ed Norton, Selma Hayek, uh, Conrad Vernon, Greg Tiernan. Jeez, that's a great, great cast. And in a summer, like, we, uh, this is the end all over again. In a summer, we had movies that have been very controversial or not good, like Ghostbusters. That's been very divided. Hey, that's, not a, that's good. This seems like a movie that's a diverse cast that seems very funny and I'm, so, I'm very excited for this dude this is silly i'm gonna have to watch it tra- i haven't seen the trailer i'm just on the imdb right now but i'm uh looking at like the animation this could be really funny and weird and that's the thing i'm sorry for spoiling the trailer for you but the first time you see the trailer you think it's a kid's movie and that's what makes it so yeah. funny and then you're like wait a minute that, that hot dog bun looks very vaginal <laughs> <laughs> and then a potato gets skinned alive yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. It looks funny. Very good. Money. What have you seen coming up? Uh, I saw a movie trailer for The Accountant, which is oh yeah. Best way I can describe it is an autistic Jason Bourne. Yeah. Looks Wait, pretty. Jason Bourne's not autistic. No, this is his. Uh, this oh, he's real, like real life little brother, uh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> <playing>. <laughs> Playing, uh, I guess this kid is like super intelligent. I'm assuming he's autistic. Uh, he grows up to be an accountant in quotes uh, for, I guess, a lot of shady stuff and like running missions and stuff, and lives a very weird life and looked very interesting to me. Dude, very dude I, so I just saw the accountant as well. The trailer that looks great. Have you have have all we have we all seen it? I haven't. No, I haven't. No. Wow. Okay, you guys should definitely watch it after um, after we're done recording here. But money, I'm with you, man. It looks good, and I think <laughs> describing it as an autistic uh, Jason Bourne is a funny way to describe it. Because like when I was watching, it kind of felt the same way. So like my understanding was he was like autistic or some kind of social disorder, some kind of like disorder, like growing up and his parents are like deciding what to do. Like, this is just talking about the trailer I've seen that I saw. And then like he, Oh, he, he 
becomes an accountant and he gets a good job, like, okay, good for him. And it seems like something shady and weird happens. So he starts becoming a badass, like Jason Bourne kind of killer or like agent. It was, it was like a weird transition in the trailer, but they, they seamlessly did it where it's like, wow, I'm kind of rooting for him. And it's, it's ripped ass, big old Ben Batfleck right now, looking good as the accountant. Uh, he kind of looks like Batman. Honestly, in the trailer that I saw, uh, he's like a like an army man. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's as good a description as Mikey's. But it I thought it was cool. a good trailer because uh, you know how a lot of them always spoil everything. This one left a lot of a lot to a be lot asked. Of questions. Yeah. So I thought it was good. Didn't didn't let it, let the viewer know anything that was going on really too big. Obviously, because like me and you just described it kind of differently and. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, so that was uh, trailer trash. We <laughs> <laughs> talked about a bunch of different trailers. There, are you guys trying to see anything this weekend, or have you seen anything this last week in theaters? Swiss Army Man. Oh yeah, I love Swiss Army Man. Nothing in theaters. It's been a while since I've been in a theater movie. I'm really excited about the Killing Joke. I watched a movie on HBO called uh, Game Change, where uh, hmm. Julianne Moore plays Sarah Palin, and Woody hmm. Harrelson plays uh, her like campaign advisor. Really good, really good. Have I any of you Mike guys seen? Oh, what have you seen? Oh, uh, I saw Mike and Dave need wedding dates, and that was actually pretty funny. Is it? I was, yeah, I was laughing throughout the whole thing. I was uh, I was a little drunk. I'll give them that, but <laughs> I've heard was, good things though. It was pretty funny. So if you guys have anything else you want to talk about, I was gonna read a couple reviews real quick and then we can sign off. Absolutely should. Shout out to yeah. our It's about time. We've we've kept saying that we're going to, so let's let's give some love to some reviews. Uh I wish we had like some bad reviews, honestly. All of these are good reviews. But uh, first, <laughs> I'll play this real bad one real quick. First one is I like it, but I also made it pappy. Nice. Sounds like a. <laughs> f- I hate that guy. <laughs> that guy is so dumb. <laughs> we'll bleep that out. Uh, this one is by Knowles Pack Seven Three Nine. Love it. Great show. This is yeah. This is uh, Brett Kelly. This is a great show. Keep it up. I would and will re- recommend this podcast to movie lovers. Hey, Pappy, ease up on Marvel. Great back and forth stuff. Looking forward to more episodes. Yeah, honestly, if you like Marvel, you can suck a <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> Same. DC or die. Peace. Marvel, superhero movies suck. Go ahead. No. Also, also, that that. Also, if you like Florida State, you can go to <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I was gonna say that reviewer could should be on the podcast at some point as a guest. Lord, uh, this one is says the Citizen Kane of movie podcasts. That's a pretty good wow. description there by Fish Sticks. By by Vince mom <laughs> at iTunes. Speaking of, I asked my mom if she listened to this podcast. She's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I asked my family all about it. I don't think any of them listen. <laughs> They're just like, uh, no, we got uh, no. Yeah, and no thanks. Uh, this, one, this last one here is probably my favorite. <laughs> this last one here is probably my favorite. Uh, that Vince character seems like a like the kind of cool cat to stroll into a movie <laughs> and trust a fart during the previews. <laughs> Spoiler: He shouldn't have. Money Mike has no idea just how truly money he is. Pappy, presumably already yelling at kids to keep off his lawn at age 25. Stevie holds no punches, probably made his fiance sign a prenup over this Twilight Zone Blu-ray collection. I made my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who is that person? (laughs) That was by I Am Groot. So I'm guessing it's our friend Groot wrote that. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. But anyways, listeners, leave us some shitty reviews. We'll put them up as well. We want to hear your actual feedback. Give it to us hard, fast, 
and dirty. Absolutely. Just search for spoilers with an explanation point on your podcast app and say whatever you want and we'll read it on the air. Or tweet us at spoilers podcast. That is spoilers, the word P-D-C-S-T. No vowels in the, in the podcast part on the Twitter sphere. What's your email address, Stevie? Podcast spoilers wow. at gmail.com. There you go. I transpose those words every time. Yep. Podcast like spoilers at gmail.com. And we've actually received a couple of emails, so it's nice. Yeah. Uh, usually they're spam. Spam <laughs> and uh, spam. like. We've got a couple from yeah. a couple of Nigerian princes. Dude, I'll admit. The Craigslist hookers. The site. It was definitely not legit. Craigslist hookers, Nigerian princes, you name it. We get it. But a couple of couple real ones. A couple of real ones. People like us. We're. We're, we're, we're doing it. People don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going to stay. <laughs> What's up? Uh, well, this was Vince in Denver. It was really good to talk to all y'all about uh, Usual Suspects, one of my favorite movies. Can't wait to do it again. This is Pappy in Minneapolis. I can't wait to talk about an anime movie. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's not porn. Uh, this was uh, Stevie and Mishawaka, and if you want to find me on Pokemon Go, my name is Stan the Caddy Seventeen. Oh wow, that's gone. Yeah, go Pokemon go yourself. Pokemon Go. Stevie's out in these streets trying to battle. Or go battle all day. Well, I was your host this week. My name is Mikey, and yeah, I'm excited for some Miyazaki movies next week. So stay tuned for that. This is spoilers. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it in, baby, baby. Math teacher, Mark Math Paper.